0: Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Tuesday. That, my friends, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the one and only Daft Punk who have announced their retirement today after 28 years. Um, now, if you don't know Daft Punk, let me let me enlighten you, if you will. Uh, I'm sure everybody does, because everybody's like, they're the robots, but let me, if you if you will, and this is guys, this is where the timestamps. Also, happy Tuesday, you guys. We got through Monday, um, so these are where the timestamps come in handy because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about Daft Punk, and um, I'm gonna go through my feelings about this band, which has meant so so much to me. These DJs, um, and you can skip right to our guest Kiki Monique Talk of Shame because if you want to laugh. Get the kids out of the car, guys. You're going to fucking laugh. It is hysterical. I was screaming laughing. There are things in this about Real Housewives of Atlanta that we go through. We go through New Jersey, Summer House. It is one of the best, funniest interviews. You guys were going to lose your minds. Uh, but I lost my mind this morning when I woke up to the news that Daft Punk is officially calling it quits. After 28 years, uh, these guys started in uh, Paris. Uh, they are two French DJs. But what they did, um, I mean, they pushed music forward. They pushed DJ DJing forward. They pushed live music forward. Um, they are responsible for every kind of DJ, electronic act, all of the visuals, all of that. These guys these guys took it to the next level. And the thing is, the, the thing that's crazy, the thing that's magical, is that it's so mysterious. They they had these the 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 two robots. They had the robot masks, and it just was the coolest thing. I mean, if you're into Star Wars or something already, you're like, yeah, but I gotta tell you, that the, the song I opened up with is called Defunk, And that's just like a little piece. But you know, I remember hearing that as a kid, and I immediately started tapping my toes. I can't dance to save you know, this, I can't be on Dancing with the Stars. First off, I'm not a star. Second off, I can't dance. But music like that, music like what they did made me want to dance. And, you know, their music is not as simple as just, oh, it's just dance music. It's like, no. If you watch how they created it, they would take these samples from these like classic like funk records, R&B records, and they would take a little guitar lick or a little horn lick, and then they would just loop it, loop it, or extend it, or uh, it was just just amazing. And my fixation with DJs, whether it be mashup or these guys, I am just in awe. Um, I I just, I cannot, I just think what they do is just so special, and it makes you feel so good, um, their music. But let me tell you a couple personal experiences. And by the way, if you do listen to the show, I, I have brought Daft Punk up a lot, and I think I've played a lot of their music. So let me, let me just go through. Um, they announced their breakup. So Daft Punk, the Parisian, Parisian, this is from Pitchfork, by the way, the Parisian duo responsible for some of the most popular dance and pop songs ever made have split. They broke the news with an eight-minute video titled Epilogue. And it was a very sad artistic video where the two robots are walking across the desert and one of the robots cannot make it any longer. And, you know, you, it's like this beautiful shot of two robots walking away and all of a sudden you realize one robot is walking further in the desert and then the robot stops because he realizes the other robot isn't, you know, walking with him anymore and he comes back and he realizes the other robot can't go on and the robot turns around and reveals a button which, you know, it doesn't say what the button is, but, you know, we kind of realize it's self-destruct and the other robot pushes the button for the robot and self-destructs. And it's this really beautiful, I mean, it was just really intense to wake up this morning and have to watch this. I was very sad. These guys mean the the most to me. And I know, um, I know they're not dead, so that's amazing. <laughs> but it was so sad because, and I'll tell you, let me, so, so, um, uh, their publicist confirmed the news. Uh, the two gentlemen behind the robot mask, two geniuses, are Thomas Bangalter and Guy Manuel de Homon Christo. Uh, They formed Daft Punk in Paris in 1993, helped define the French touch style of house music. Their debut album, 1997's Homework, featured classic singles Around the World and Defunct, which I just played. Uh, By the release of its follow-up Discovery in 2001, the duo had taken to making public appearances in the robot outfits that became their trademark. The singles One More Time and Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, you know, you guys, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, Kanye used it for his rap song Stronger. Um, um, You guys might know that cemented them as global superstars, their imprint in the popular imagination continued deepen in subsequent years with records, including third album human after all, their live LP alive 2007, which you guys alive 2007, if you want to dance in your head front to back, put that album on. And if you or if you're on a treadmill, um, put that on, it'll fly by. Uh, 20 years into their career, Daft Punk blew up once more with Get Lucky, the lead single of their 2013 album, Random Access Memories. We all know Get Lucky. Get Lucky was the song. Remember, like, that was—you heard that everywhere. The Ubiquitous track sold millions of copies around the world and won two Grammys for the duo and guests Niall Rogers and Pharrell Williams, both whom also featured on follow-up single Lose Yourself to Dance. Random Access Memories earned Daft Punk a further three Grammys, including Album of the Year, and the ceremony hosted one of the last stagings of their spectacular live show. Uh, when you know how a magic trick is done, it's so depressing, Bangalter told Pitchfork in a 2013 cover story. We focus on the illusion, because giving away how it's done instantly shuts down the sense of excitement and innocence. The Year of Random Access Memories released Daft Punk were also credited with co-production on several tracks from Kanye West Yeezus, um, on site, Black Skinhead was theirs, I Am a God. Uh, they also collaborated many times with The Weeknd, including on the 2016 single Starboy. Um, Daft Punk's first Billboard singles, Chart Topper, was their second hit, I Feel It Coming, from The Weekend as well. Uh, beyond their singles their visual identity interstellar mystique and party mi- music ethos inspired generations of artists cross genres uh lcd sound system which i've talked about on this podcast a lot uh they wrote their breakout song daft punk is playing at my house uh which is just daft punk is playing at my house in my house maybe i'll play all this music at the end of this pod because it it really you know what let me play a clip of this right now just to get you seeing where this is. And by the way, like I said, use the timestamps, guys. I know this is not everybody's jam. And uh, LCD Sound System, uh, they used to uh, tour with Daft Punk back in the day. All these guys that I really love, they kind of all knew each other and they had a similar vibe. Um, I would put too many DJs in that camp as well, which is another DJ collective that I love. But these guys just... You know, some things are just eternally cool. And what I loved about Daft Punk is that they could have rode that to the bank. They could have tried to just take their fans and everybody for millions and millions of dollars. And they just did not do that. In fact, when Random Access Memories, that album I was just talking about with Get Lucky on it. Sorry about all the sirens, you guys. I'm recording this late at night. Um, we, we had the big thing with me and my friends was the album came out and we're like, when are they going to tour? We are going to be first in line. And they never toured. And it was the biggest album at the time Everybody was wanting Daft Punk to tour 2013, it had been uh, Six years at that point Since they had toured Laft, uh, last for their 2007 Live World Tour And the thing was, we were like, how are they going to do it? Because Random Access Memories Kind of was like this big step up In the sense that they were using live musicians all of a sudden They were using vocalists uh, If you remember uh, Julian Casablancas From The Strokes um, uh, Was one of the, the songs um, Which I think is just, his track is so beautiful beautiful on there. I mean, that that was chills. They knew how to use vocalists, they knew how to use them and then kind of put their digital spin on it. And they just got so much better, which is crazy, because they started off so good. But this, you know, as I get older, and I'm doing this right now, I'm just kind of, you know, thinking about my life the last 20 years. And this band has always this these DJs have been a part of it you know music is such an important part of our lives not just pop culture i mean this is pop culture but not just bravo shows nothing this is all it's all one thing to me this is all stuff that actually feeds us this is how you know these are and this sounds cheesy this is the soundtrack of our lives i can tell you where i was when i first heard those songs i can tell you where i was those nights when i would put on the headphones and kind of just like Think with this music in the background. I can tell you where I was when I was on the Coachella fields, and me and my buddy Nick were walking across. And all of a sudden, before Random Access Memories came out, it was a rumor it was coming out. All of a sudden, all the ro- all the screens went dark, and all of a sudden, Daft Punk, the robots, came up with, and we thought they were playing live. And me and Nick just ran across the field because we thought. Uh, oh my God, they're playing, it's a secret show. And it was just that they had filmed like a two-minute clip with uh, Pharrell and Niles Rogers with the Get Lucky. And it was the coolest. I just, I will always remember running across a field at night on various substances with my buddy Nick and just feeling the cold air on our face, just like hoping my legs would, because you have to like run like a half a mile to get to this one tent where it was playing. And it was just, we just got, We we got there and we just started dancing. We didn't even know what we were listening to because we hadn't heard the song yet. And we were like, yeah. And then we realized it was a preview. But it was one of the coolest, like, two minutes of our lives. I I, I know Nick would say the same thing. But that's what music is, and especially good music. Music that, like, moves your soul or makes your feet move or makes you want to run across a field full of 80,000 people. And that's what they did for me and I know for so many other people. And, uh, you know, I know i know dj stuff and all that that's not like everybody's total jam but i thought these guys just did it so much better than everybody um and i just thought i i i would have loved to have seen them grow as a duo and i'm sure they're going to still be djing my my thing was i was uh i was texting actually with my buddy logan and ariana actually uh vanderpump ariana today because they both love daft punk as much as i do and we were texting back and forth and uh Ariana said um, Well you know what This just means they're doing 2022 Coachella And they're just really building up the anticipation And I was like usually I hate conspiracy theories But I am going to go full QAnon with this conspiracy theory And go yes Coachella 2022 They come back out of retirement And we all just Lose our minds because that gets us excited About concert going But I will say that is a part of it for me too I got really sad this morning because You know live music is really dead right It's dead right now And we need people like that to do big shows again, to come out of retirement, to make us less scared to be out there and start living our lives again once it's safe. You know, we need big acts like that to be like, yeah, it is worth I am broke as shit, but it is worth me spending a hundred bucks to come out and see two robots. I mean, you guys, they made me feel good about being a robot, you know, but that's what we need. So I was kind of bummed because I was like, I always thought I would see them one more time. You know, there are those bands where you're like, man, damn it. Like R.E.M. was another one that really meant a lot to me as a kid. And they, they retired like, five, like five, seven or eight years ago. I was like, God, I want to see them one more time. Um, you know, there's just those bands that you're like, oh, please. I just want to see that band one more time and I'll be happy. So unfortunately, with this one, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But what a wealth of material they have left. And you guys, I hate to say this, but I have like I have like 50 soundboard recordings of various Daft Punk concerts. I mean, I, I went full Daft Punk at a certain point. I have Daft Punk action figures. I know, you know what? As as much as you listen to the podcast, I bet the mystery deepens with me. You're like, who is this kid? Really loves the Housewives. He's seemed to have a Daft Punk phase. He also likes Batman. I really am the ultimate child. Uh, it's shocking I can barely take care of myself, but I can tell you a soundboard recording from like, you know, Belfort, uh, you know, 2003 uh, that these guys did. So, I know this is not painting a uh, the the widest picture of all of their work, but I'm just kind of free flowing as I go and 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 seeing what feels right as I talk about them. But uh, you know, this could be Daft Punk is in like you know some people I've heard talk about, um, and I don't want to compare this to, but like uh, I'm trying to think, I don't know, like High School Musical here's the deal. I don't know high school musical. I don't like you, high school musical. But if high school musical made you fucking feel alive and free and awesome and all that stuff, like great. It, It really hasn't done that for me. But like, I support you feeling awesome. You know, I support you feeling alive because of some artistic notion that somebody else had. In fact, I was talking about Olivia Rodrigo a lot lately because she has that driver's license song And I was saying, well, to me, it sounds a little bit like watered down Phoebe Bridgers, and it sounds really overly produced to my ears. But, like, I'm not supposed to be, like, in love with some 18-year-old girl's song. I think it's a good song, and I like the sentiment. And if I was 18 or if I was 16 years old, I'd fucking be crying. I'd be sending that to, like, girls. I'd be embarrassing myself online. But I've heard so many songs like that that are like done a little better and a little less produced because, you know, I know she has like a Disney background and I know she did write the song. I know, but I know there's a lot of producers on it and she has kind of this machine behind her that's making her a star that's getting this song out there. And I can tell you like 10 songs that are like it that will blow your blow you off your coal mining asses, you guys. And I think Olivia is – that's great. That's awesome. But it doesn't have to be for me. I was talking with my friends. It's like those things that start to make you feel a little old. Because I'm like, oh, if you guys like this, you're going to love like Liz Fair from 20 years ago. You're going to love, you know, but it's like, I'm glad you, I'm glad people are so excited about the song. Anything that makes people excited about TV or music or film or makes your day a little better. I can't knock it. Like I can knock it in the sense of like, I'll joke about it and talk about it on the podcast. But at its heart, like if it's like this, like I say, like I've, you know, you know, my feelings about Lisa Rinna, but if you like Lisa Rinna, Good for you. I mean, you're wrong, but good for you. That doesn't mean it doesn't. It's all right. There is room for everything here. And by the way, I I do need to mention uh, Lisa Rinna, uh, according to Dumois, uh, is potentially hosting a Bravo Charm School reality competition. I talked about that with Jess from Hot Takes and Deep Dives, which isn't she great? But I do want to just say, Lisa Rinna, I've always been a fan. I've always loved you. I don't know who, if anybody has said, you know, pointed out my memes about you, other people give me those ideas. I don't even, I love you. I've always been the biggest one of your supporters and fans, and I'm so excited to work with you down the line. So just, uh, if you're listening, I love you, Lisa. Um, Back to Daft Punk. God, please. Please, Lisa Rinna, do not do a dance video tomorrow dancing to the Daft Punk in tribute. Please, please, please. Oh my God, if I wake up and she's in her bedroom and dancing to like, super banner, faster, stronger. Okay, so that was 2006 at Coachella on the field. And I've told this story in the podcast before, but let me tell you just really briefly again. And this is kind of explains, you know, they they, they created, you know, EDM right now. And if you go to a festival or if you go to any EDM show, what it's turned into, the technology is insane. The stage show, all of it, it is huge. If you checked out Coachella two years ago, I mean, they were putting 80,000 people under a tent And some of the best graphics that you would ever see in your life. That would, the the whole uh, tent would be filled with lights, like the the. the, the, But this all started, you guys, with this 2006 Coachella show with Daft Punk. And I remember being there. I believe it was a Saturday night. I was with uh, my buddy Nick again, our buddy Darren, my ex Anne Marie, and we. You know, I knew Daft Punk, but like I was also like. I don't know. I've grown to appreciate music the older I get, but I was like, okay, let's let's check this out and it it wasn't like a huge tent. Coachella wasn't as huge as it was. It was just like this really cool music festival with all these bands that we liked, but it, it wasn't the the scene that it turned into. So I remember getting over there. And, you know, it was it was packed, but not like crazy like but it was it was packed back then. Like it was like at that time I was like, "Whoa, this is packed." But if you went now you'd be like oh this is pretty dead like it, it, it's it's hard to explain it was like half the capacity you know um but they built the stage they called the pyramid and it was this new thing and i'll play you the opening of that show in a in a second but uh we went in and all of a sudden i i'd never seen anything like it in my life and nobody at that time had ever seen anything like it in their life that show in 2006 and like I said before on this, you can find YouTube videos of this entire show. And I'm telling you, it will not really mean shit to you. It'll look janky because that show inspired what it is today. So you look at it now and you're like, oh, it's like a py- pyramid that lights up and they're, the, music's, the music is just flipping incredible. That doesn't. But the stage show, you're like, but they were the first ones. They were the ones to make it a, like a stage show, you know, like Dead Mouse and, and uh, all those like kind of gimmicky DJs that are that are good but have gimmicks those all came from Daft Punk as well but like that stage show I mean we witnessed history that night it changed the landscape of EDM as we know it um and it was just so cool and it was so cool too because it was really before people had cell phones but it wasn't what it is so you had people actually watching you weren't like in a sea of cell phones you were in a sea of like just people like getting knocked off their coal mining asses and being like, what the hell is this? You really believe these were two robots from space, two robots from space. So before we get to our next guest, and thank you, thank you for indulging me. This is something that's important to me. And, you know, I want to share with you guys what's important to me, and hopefully we can find some common ground. I think we do like a lot of the same things, and maybe here and there I can point you in the direction of some new things. And it might not be your thing, but it might be your thing. Some of the coolest things I've ever found have been based on other people's recommendations. Uh, But also, remember, send me things. I have discovered things from you guys, whether it be new sad songs, shows to watch, books to read. That's what we're here for. This is this community. So let me point you in this direction if you haven't. And... It, you know, I will say anything really good takes you a second to catch on to because your brain is trying to formulate it because your brain is used to a certain thing. We're used to homogenize music or TV or things like that. And sometimes that's why it feels a little weird, you know, when you're, when you're not used to a certain type of music, a certain type of show. But I think there's something in your brain also that says, what is that? Why do I have such a strong reaction to that, even if it's dislike? And then you listen a second or a third time and you're like, I think I really like this. And then by the 10th time, you're like, holy shit, I can't live without this. Sometimes music is supposed to challenge us. And I know that sounds silly because you're like, well, isn't music supposed to be enjoyable? Yeah, sure, it is definitely a hundred percent. But sometimes music is supposed to challenge us, and that's why when we finally get the ears for it, it means that much more to us. It's cemented in our brains and our hearts forever. Whereas some of the other, like you know, pop songs that are just so beautiful at the moment, they sometimes don't stick around, but you'll hear them 20 years later, and you're like, oh my god, I love that song. But sometimes classics you don't burn out on. And I think these guys are filled, filled with classics. So before I I get to our next guest, Kiki Monique, who's just amazing, that you really are in for a treat with this interview. If you want to laugh and just have a good time today, this is the interview. Tell your friends to skip past the Daft Punk stuff if they don't know that and go straight to this interview because I guarantee you at least six belly laughs. Please, you know, in fact, please record yourself belly laughing and send it to me. Um, okay, so here's the last thing I want to do. Okay, imagine it's this, you guys. Imagine we we went to Buca de Beppo in Encino. We had a great night. Huge night there. It was just so special. And then the next night, we find out that Daft Punk is playing. We get on the bus. We go to see Daft Punk. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm going to play the beginning of their 2006-2007 Alive concert. And It's going to sound a little weird. It's going to sound a little, but just imagine, imagine being on a field or any kind of dance thing with all of your friends and everybody has a couple drinks or whatever does it for them that you're feeling loose. You feel like the cold night air on your face. You look around, you see all the people you love. And then all of a sudden you're anticipating a music act, you know. Like that thing of like, when's the music going to start? When's the music going to start? And you're kind of, you're starting to think about the things you got to do the next day. Like, ah, the burdens of life, the relationships we might have messed up, uh, stuff in the future. And then all of a sudden, the lights go down and you start seeing little, little glimmers of lights. And we all start applauding. We're all looking at each other and we're like, holy, holy shit. They're taking the stage right now. Oh my god, they're coming out, you guys (laughs) I'm so excited Oh my god, they're making robot noises You turn to your friend I love you, dude You turn to your other friend I love you Why don't we do this more often? You're like I have to work tomorrow and your friend turns to you go you are not working tonight you be here in this moment right now Oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. Ah, It's going to happen it's going to happen Lights are starting to like trickle, 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 Robot. trickle, 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 trickle. trickle. Human. Robot. Human. Robot. Human. Robot. Okay, Human. come on already. Let's go. Robot. Oh my god. Robot. Yeah, indeed. So Daft Punk, thank you so, so, so much. I hope whatever planet you guys are retiring to, you have the best rest of your lives. But thank you so much for all of the ear joy that you have given me for the past couple of decades and all of us. And thank you guys for uh, listening to this. And I hope some of you guys are listening to this for the first time. And if five of you dig that, man, like that's just cool. And just remember, music is a very personal thing. Just like our Bravo shows, just like any kind of reality show, it's very personal. So this was very personal to me, and I really wanted to share that with you guys. Now, on with the show. Now, I'm not going to do any news or pop culture items. That was my big pop culture item. I'm going to go right into this interview, guys. Kiki Monique, you guys know her from TikTok, Instagram, Instagram at the talk of shame you can find her at and she is just uh she's brilliant i think you're gonna see her on tv eventually i think you got big big things coming her way and i just i just we talk about we do a recap of atlanta but that's not all you guys we talk a lot about jersey we talk a lot about summer house uh we go into just a lot of things she is just so fun to bounce off of i can guarantee you're gonna love this so without further ado here is kiki monique the talk of shame watch, watch, watch.
1: Watch my feet, watch my watch, 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 watch my feet.
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, but you're going to be hearing this on Tuesday, um, and we are now well into the week. But uh, I'm going to give you a very, very nice Tuesday surprise with our next guest. She is one of my favorite people out there on the internet. Not only is she, uh, you know, just a certified genius about these Bravo shows we know and love. Her Instagram account and her TikTok account provides us with so much news, not only in the Bravo universe, but all of the entertainment and pop culture culture. culture universe. And dare I say, you might even learn something like I do. So ladies and gentlemen, her name is Kiki Monique, but you might know her as the talk of shame. Kiki, how are you?
1: I'm so good. How are you?
0: Well, you know what? You're a liar because we talked right before this and you were like, it's Monday, I'm tired and I don't want to, and I was like, I'm too, I am too, I don't want to talk about this. So don't say you're good. It's, don't lie to us. No,
1: I mean, the reality is I just like, I want a vaccine so I can go sit at a dirty dive bar and just like <laughs> drink tequila. And-
0: Isn't it funny that we all want vaccine just so we can go and try to get sick? You know, like I want to <laughs> go and I want to drink until I puke in front of people, you know? <laughs> Pretty much. <It's> like, <laughs> is, like- <laughs> Well, it's like all the things that you think of and, like, I'm obsessed with this thought of how I would go to festivals and I would just be sweating up against some stranger sweating on me. And I'm like, God, I miss that. I just want to sweat next to strangers and not even question it, you know,
1: reach into, you know, dirty peanut bowls on a bar and just like,
0: and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just so sad having to get triggered by Bolo last night. You know, I just want to be in a place where. And by the way, I don't even. I'm not. Uh, I'm not of the persuasion that I would like Bolo. You know, I, he's very attractive and has a huge dong. But uh, I mean, I guess just we. You know, that is literally the elephant in the room is Bolo's dong. Um, I hate to start off this intense, but what were your initial reactions to
1: Atlanta last night? I mean, you know. It's so funny because in general, I'm not like a strip club girl. Like I don't really go to strip clubs, Yes, but I enjoy, there's something about like, The, someone like him, who's like an entertainer. Like, I really do want to go to Chip He took it serious. Like, he was like, his faces was like,
0: you, you're with me now. Like, his voice had a bolo voice. I was like, you're either a stripper or you're also part of G.I. Joe. And you're like, it's weird.
1: And the outfit. I mean, he had a full on Chanel. I mean, decked
0: out. Somebody sent me a picture of him. He has it in different colors. Oh, he really? Or- he has an orange Chanel fake one with the cowboy hat. Like, I'm like, the guy has different colors of the same half outfit. He's like the stripper Two Face from Batman. Oh, my God.
1: I have to see his closet.
0: Well, he, by the way, many people have sent me he has an OnlyFans, you
1: guys. So, I mean, really, a star is born. <laughs> okay. So, I wonder how much that is because I might have to just. Is it like a one-month subscription I could do? (laughs) I I would just like I mean also, I mean, not to be like
0: this is when I I I guess I'm just vanilla. I guess I'm an auntie, like um, you know, some of the ladies in Atlanta, because I'm like, you know, after you see a big dong, I mean, I guess I'm not if I loved big dongs, I'd but I'm like, you see the big dong? Yeah, that's huge. Great, good job. Okay, what else do you have? Do you have a personality
1: bolo? Are you are you a nice guy? It's like. I think it's like, yeah, it's like, I, it's always fun to like gawk out, but then like to like actually deal with that in real life. Like, I don't really think I would want anything like that in real life. I don't know know what I,
0: but I loved watching the ladies watching Bolo. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Portia did some of the best silent film acting I've seen since Chaplin with her faces. I mean, just next level. You just... I almost wanted to have other people... Like, I wanted um, all of a sudden, like, Marge from Jersey to come in and make a face. Like, I mean, all of the great <laughs> face, act, face actors of Bravo. Um, And then also, wouldn't you love to see Bolo? Like, right now, you said you watched Dallas. They're on that Austin trip. Wouldn't it be yeah. great if Bolo showed up to the Austin trip at the, uh, the mansion? They wouldn't even know what
1: to do. They would, they would be, like... Oh. They would just, like... <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine cameron that man sweated on me you know yeah she would run away run away
0: um we'll get back to atlanta and a like i just wanted to, but wait you did bring up the strip clubs like i'm not a strip club guy i know that's shocking to everybody <laughs> i like it like i was talking to my friend about this where like the first strip club well, not one of the i've been to like four or five one of them was for a bachelor party and the guy rented out the entire floor so like I realized, you know, like pretty quickly, if you make eye contact with a stripper, they come immediately over to you. And that really makes me nervous. So there was like another guy that was married there. And we said, let's just not break eye contact with each other all night. (laughs) (laughs) That's. Terrible and creepy. Oh, it's, oh, it's hor- <laughs> I mean, like, my my solution to this was just as worse as, as it was like, and then it because you're like, do you want to dance? And then you're like, no, like, but you don't want to hurt their feelings, even though they don't really care. Like, but then somebody bought me a lap dance and I remember just like apologizing the whole. It's like the opposite of sexy. Like, I am the opposite of everything Bolo is.
1: I will say this though, like most of the time, like if I go to strip clubs in like New York or LA, those are the ones where I'm just like, uh, Atlanta, however, is the one place, even though I know they weren't in Atlanta, but they're from Atlanta, Atlanta has the best strip clubs because again, it's more like entertainment. Like you're just going there and everything is a show. And I will say, I do like strip clubs when I go to Atlanta. (laughs) well uh,
0: all the ladies seem to like the strip club i mean i okay we'll get back to this i want to talk to you about a bunch of other stuff before we get back to atlanta um okay so you're watching everything right now out of all of the shows excluding atlanta what are you enjoying the most right now
1: oh man i can't use atlanta i will say um You know, actually, I'm actually pretty enjoying summer house. I mean, I think it
0: is. I I mean, I know we 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 have a couple things stacked up against it because of Giggly Squad, uh, because I think we've talked about this briefly before with Hannah and Paige, or maybe I saw it on your your Instagram, um, you know, with certain comments that were made, I believe, in regards to the Bridgerton actor uh, being Mm -hmm. light skinned. Is Yeah. Am I remembering correctly? Yeah. and they and I don't think they ever really commented on that, did they? Or
1: They never commented and so it just sort of like, you know, kind of like, you know, went away. Other news came about and so it was like I feel like they they addressed it in their way and then kind of moved on.
0: Isn't it funny though, you really if you can just wait things out a couple days, there's now so much craziness that it'll the news cycle will just make something else the story pretty much immediately and you just have to wait it out.
1: It's kind of crazy, which is like, you know, if I really believe in something... Then I'll just be a, I'll I'll be a brat and I'll just keep bringing it
0: But but see, I think some certain things, even in like the army hammer story, which I think is was like really some, a lot, a lot of disturbing elements. It's like, you know, people like us more so you than me, uh, you know, we can't forget about these and we kind of got to yell them a little bit louder because there's some like really dangerous or, you know, really uh, bad things that I think need to be pointed out and not in a, I want to ruin everybody's fun time kind of way, but in a way of like this, you Know this, this does need to be addressed at some point if we are going to move forward,
1: yeah. Um, because people forget, as we know, like people just forget, and so sometimes you just gotta remind them. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get to the stuff we need to remind
0: people yeah. about, I gotta say, Summer House really is enjoyable in the sense of it, it does not yet. I mean, minor things, uh, have that kind of baggage that Vanderpump Rules has, you know, now with like yeah. it's just so many bad feelings attached to that show, so it is interesting. Explain to me from your perspective, the Luke and Hannah, and I guess you can throw Sierra in there. What is that? What is happening there?
1: I mean, you know, again, I have mixed feelings on this because of like the story I did where I wasn't really sure if that relationship was real to begin with, but, you know, enjoy just the fact that Hannah really is into Luke or she was really into Luke and that was clear. And you know, him bringing Sierra to the house. I mean, like he knew what he was doing. Like he's playing dumb, which is what is like, I think driving most women, especially crazy. Cause it's like, do not act like I'm stupid. I hate when you act like I'm stupid. I know, you know what you're doing by bringing her to this house. But then also I just feel bad for Sierra because she legitimately didn't think that him and Hannah had this sort of relationship. So she's kind of coming in blind and not understanding why hannah has this sort of rage build up at luke and now she's seeing this other side of luke and it's kind of like dude why didn't you just why weren't you just honest with me about what was going on i would
0: be so curious though to to know what like is this a production move where they were like let's not don't don't tell hannah you're bringing sierra because it feels like a production move where i'm like if not it's like you said like luke you're an effing idiot and i talked to luke on the podcast last week and like you know, I, I, I'm i sure like every guy, they have their way of like, you know, playing dumb or even like Hannah said in this past episode. Are you acting dumb or are you really this dumb? Um, but, you know, it, in, I was even like, you're a fucking idiot if you brought Sierra. Just I mean, like, you know, that dynamic. But we are seeing Hannah was maybe obsessively into Luke and Luke pretty much possibly from the get go. Kind of like said, you know, they hooked, they they made out, they fingered, they put dicks in mouths, whatever. Sorry, kids. Um, But that's, but then they became good friends, and I think he kept letting her know that. I'm so confused. What? what No,
1: and that's the thing because the fact that they never had sex, like you know, there was blowjobs or whatever, but there was no actual sex. And I don't know, like I've definitely been in, in a situation where I liked a guy way too much and thought it was way more than it was, even though it was pretty clear he wasn't as into me. And we didn't, maybe we didn't, you know, maybe we did have sex, but if we didn't have sex, that, should have been <laughs> my, that I'm sorry, is my first clue that he's just not that into me. And we've seen where he said like, you know, I, you know, I don't want anything more. So it did have her coming across as like a bit obsessive, but then I also know how guys are like behind the scenes, like what they're doing. And if you like a guy more, you can read way into those signals and signs. I,
0: I've I've been in that situation as both. Both parties. And I know, I mean, guy, but I've been in that situation, both parties. And I've been in Luke's position where it's like, I really do appreciate our friendship. I really do think we have a special friendship. And I guess my confusion and and maybe I always think that, well, this is maybe me because I'm a weird guy. I grew up mainly with girls. I, I was married for 10 years. I don't have a lot of dating history. So a lot of my relationships have been, you know, like I It is, it is confused me of like, what is, and I know this isn't a therapy show, but what, what is the right way to go with people? Like how, I mean, are, are, are men allowed to be, are men and women allowed to be friends with each other without any other kind of expectations? Is that possible?
1: Of course, it's possible. It just rarely ever happens. Reality, you know, but Kiki, there's... I have so many female friends. Please do not say this. <laughs> I know, but the reality is, like, you're attracted to people, whether men, women, whomever. Like, you're attracted to people because you're there's something there, and then the more you get to know them, I don't know. It just it's inevitable. It seems most of the time that you're going to just start growing feelings like i i as much as i try to keep it separate and i think that the older i get i've come I've become a lot better especially because you know you just can't sleep with everybody yeah. <laughs> don't do that i told you you guys would learn something today i told you um but yeah it's 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 definitely difficult i think to maintain um you know So what's the goal?
0: Like, and that is, I think that that wisdom, and I'm not joking, does come with getting a little bit older and experiencing more of life, and kind of looking back on situations and go, okay, now I understand that differently. But Hannah, like, what's the end goal for Hannah? Even this weekend, she was Instagramming about getting out of situation, toxic situationships, and she put in her stories about narcissism behavior. And it's like, what do you want, Hannah? Do you want Luke to be canceled and gone because he didn't like you? Like, what what do you want? You are you. punishment because you felt like he led you on at the end game that's like between you two are we allowed to like both luke and hannah
1: i think we are i think the reality is hannah requires a lot of attention and i think that you and what, know, what gives you this, what gives you this <laughs> feeling <laughs> and so she like because she needs so much attention and because like you know when there's a guy especially like if they show interest and then all of a sudden they don't like, I just don't think that she's having it. Like she wants to be the one to turn people down. She wants to be the one that's like running things.
0: Well, it is interesting. And I know I usually don't feel a kinship with other men and I'm not saying I feel a kinship with Luke, but I will say, there was a couple moments towards the end of this week's summer house when Hannah at the very last scene, when, you know, Luke was, I do not know what reality you're living in, but it's not this one. And she went off and cried to the girls. And it was like kind of summer loving and grief, where the guys and the girls were like in different corners and she's crying. She immediately is smart. Cause she immediately goes to Sierra and says, you know, he's doing this because she knows she wants to torch that thing, yeah. which I think is completely panned. But she also says, um he saw he saw that I was disengaging with him and it crushed him and you could see he was so scared that I was pulling away I'm like dude you are deluged that I'm so sorry I really do like Hannah but that is delusional and not true at all
1: I I agree like I think again she's just so like her ego is so big that she is just like not having that he just wasn't into her. And she's like making the storyline of like, you know, he had to do these things because like he could tell, like I was, I, I just wasn't there. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> What? everybody saw you were into him like nobody thought you were disengaging <laughs> anyway. you literally
0: immediately forced this issue in the house like within the first two episodes there you know um but it is funny how girls handle things and how guys like girls are like they were getting in the minutia of like you know he did this 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 and you go to the guys and they're like bitches man bitches you know like she loves you dude like she's crazy <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally the one thing i will say that also the thing that kind of like i did not like was her behavior with Cr, like becoming the make keep your friends close keep your enemies closer because that was clear of what she was doing with ciara. oh like she Shakespearean, had period
0: no, like exe- yeah, perfectly executed too i mean we see it as viewers but in the moment ciara probably didn't know what was happening and really was like wow he really does yell at women and he really is crazy like this
1: yeah and i was like don't stop trying to like don't like ciara just run run away just keep keep doing you well also i
0: do have to hand it to sierra i really think like really already an MVP. this girl seems awesome like almost to the point where like why are you at the summer house like you know i'm glad you're having a vacation from nursing but like, hopefully it's worth your while all of a sudden you're like getting attacks like you already see carl planting like like mostly sober moves on her which is amazing and by the way what does mostly sober
1: mean to you kiki Mostly sober. I mean, I guess you only drink Loverboy. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's like that. So I was like, could we get a definition on mostly sober? Like,
0: I would like to be mostly sober as well. Maybe, like, maybe I am mostly sober and I don't know it. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, are you as uh, in love with Carl as everybody else in America seems to be? I was not at all. But that's because like the Carl that I've only seen up into this season is like the guy that like would drive me crazy at the bar. Like he would just be too overly like confident. He wouldn't even give me the time of day, I'm sure. And like, but he would just be sloppy. And like, I I just, I wasn't into him at all. Now he's- until, in-
0: until you saw him make that bed. And then it was all- we- uh, By the way, I love like, uh, even me, it was like every all women plus me, it was just like a flood. I'm like, oh my God, Carl with that bed. <laughs> it
1: was more, it was like his, 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 his moment with his mom getting married was the one that I was like, okay.
0: Like, no, that was. And you know, and pulling off a salmon suit with shorts. Like that was also <laughs> a very special moment.
1: No, like you do,
0: like he's having a really great season. He's having a season and he never actually completely- Fell apart. We just knew we saw he was, he was at, or like a dick at like Jack's levels, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, he was just kind like of that. like a lightly troubled.
1: Yeah, he was just a little sloppy. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you what do you think is gonna come? What I mean, because this week I immediately was like, Okay, well, at least the lines in the sand are drawn. But then we got this preview at the end of Summer House where Luke was like, Hannah, I love I'm gonna try to <laughs> Hannah. I love you. Like you <laughs> I'm trying to do like a horrible minister. I love you, Hannah. No. Where he was like, Hannah, we are, I love you so much as a special friend. And like you, and I'm like, Luke, don't do this. Like, I know he's trying to like make her feel special, but he's a dummy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the best meme I saw come out of that last episode was, you know, how Luke is the new Justin Bobby from the Hills. And like, I was like, it's so on, yeah, that's definitely who he is. Like he keeps this persona and I'm just like a nice guy but like he has this underlying thing because I'm like if you're going back and saying more things about how you love her and then parentheses as a friend like I can't just walk away just leave it alone well anybody like uh,
0: the Justin Bobby thing it was crazy I was going down my street last year and I I was like, Holy shit. I saw, I like, that's Justin Bobby. And then I realized I was looking at like a full trash dumpster and I was like, (laughs) but but it it had one of those fancy uh, hats on it though. Like, you know, that looked like Mumford and sons. Um, I will say like Justin, like men, that that is great, a great comparison because Justin Bobby is exactly it's like men that are that good looking always try to put so much jewelry on and so many hats and accoutrement, like whether it be Lenny Kravitz or Johnny Depp, you know, they're all in this kind of cool ether, but they also they get encouraged to do things that they might ne- not necessarily be talented at. Like Justin Bobby, like if you watch the Hills new beginning, we had to watch his band sing a song. One of the shittiest things I've ever heard in my life. And I've, you know, I've witnessed a lot of boy bands happen and it was just whole. And but people, girls were like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're like Radiohead. This is so good. But Luke is the. It's like he when he was on the podcast, he was telling me how he discovered like making rings and jewelry and like really awesome, super nice guy. But I'm like, he was like, yeah, I went into my garage and I started banging around on metal. And then, you know, uh, my my girl at the time said it was beautiful. I'm like, dude, if I went in the fucking garage and banged on metal, somebody would be like, Ryan's playing with himself again. Like (laughs) they wouldn't be encouraging me to do shit, you know, like because if I was good looking, they'd be like, oh, that's amazing, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just goes with the aesthetic though, right? It's like I am good with my hands. I could put I could build the table that I make the jewelry on, like it's it's a sexy look. I get the aesthetic.
0: Wait. Also, I'm no I'm no craftsman or carpenter, but that thing didn't look like a table. It just looked like- People, it looked like I was like, it looked like if I went out right now with wood, I could have possibly built that. Like, I think this will be a good table, you
1: know? Yeah, I definitely could have made that. I mean, I took shop classes two years in a row. Like, I definitely feel like I could have made that table.
0: (laughs) But I'm sitting there because he's so good looking, going, "Wow, he's so talented. This is amazing." Yeah. Um. So I'm curious where we go with the rest of the season because the preview. What do you think about sandwiches? Do you do you? uh, That was amazing, right?
1: It was. I mean, I, I was feeling bad for, um, what do they call it? Strabby or Steven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was feeling bad because I know what it's like when you have to be on your computer 24 hours a day because of your job, no matter what everyone else is doing around. Cause that was like sort of my life. Some of the, you know, some of this summer and it was like, and so I feel really bad. And I understand that, you know, Lindsay's love language is quality time, but like, dude, like, he's running like a, he's like part of like the biggest hospitality group. Like he's, he's got things to do. Hospitality was like in the shitter. Like he's got things to do. And I like, she's
0: every five minutes, Lindsay's coming in of like, how many sandwiches have you made for me? And I, but it is funny when we're like, we know Shravi and Lindsay's love languages now. Like we know Shravi's physical touch. And like, and I'm just like, I, can I tap out? I don't know if I need to hear everybody's I don't
1: even, I don't even know my own love language, you know? I know more Bravo lips love language. Yeah. than my own, like, I don't know. Like, do I like to be touched? I don't think I do. <laughs> it,
0: you know what? But it makes me think the big questions. Cause I was like, I, would I like to be brought a sandwich? Like, I don't know. Like, and then we had the amazing Lindsay scene after they made up where he was, she was like, he was sleep. She's like, no, you don't, you don't sleep. No. And then she goes, if you happen to wake up and want to finger me during the night, that's fine.
1: And I'm like, holy shit, Lindsay. And then they go right into having sex. You can tell they have an amazing sex um, life, which is kind of, that is what I was jealous of. Like, you know, many people just don't have that sort of like, they're always attracted to each other. Like a year later, you've been in quarantine together. Like I like, that was hot. I, I will. I, yes, I will. but, But
0: also as I get older, I was like, Oh God, he's, he's like missing some of his good sleep he needs, you know. Like I was like, he obviously was in a REM cycle, and he just got, you know, like I was like, you know, I, I think I'm, I think I just had to get it in. through too much. Yeah, I've got to turn in all my genitals. I'm not using these things. Um, uh, okay, so Summerhouse, I really, really like though, and we have such a great season in store because we, you know, according to the preview, they get into all these fights. You know, maybe Luke uh, sleeps with Lindsay. Um, because we heard noise. Wait, noises.
1: I did. Wait, I did. I miss something. <laughs> wait, wait something. you didn't. Wait, what? Okay, wait, have you not watched the, the trailer for the season? Ah, uh, maybe
0: I didn't pay so that. much Strabi goes off supposedly. Like they're fighting, and then all of a sudden you hear, "Oh hey, Luke," with Lindsay's voice, and then you hear sex sounds from a closed door, and then everybody's freaking out, and you see Luke shirtless. Angrily chopping wood, like, uh, uh, like he's like, you know, blown
1: it or something. Oh no, I think I totally missed I think that. You part. didn't catch that? <laughs> that was like I the there was, like, Oh my god, that was like towards the end of the whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like uh, take, take away my deep dive license. Oh I am my, a terrible. God. I know. Um.
0: Moving on to Dallas, you said you've been keeping up with Dallas, uh, and you on your Instagram stories, which by the way, you need to go follow her Instagram. I tell you this every time she's on, it has just gotten better. So go follow her, uh, cause you will get information there that you will not get anywhere else. But Brandy Redman left Dallas, um, or, or made an announcement on her Instagram. She was leaving Dallas, right?
1: It- yeah. I mean, well, did it confirm? I know that's pretty much what was implied in her post. And I just assumed from all of the responses that, yeah, she's not, she's done.
0: It was, and, and by the way, the the post heavily uh, featured God and, uh, you know, uh, a passage from the Bible. And I always wonder if like if ever is like God ever disappointed of like, oh, please don't use my name to announce when you're leaving a show. It's just a reality show. I'd really rather like pray for Texas. Sure. But like, you know, let's you'll everybody's going to be fine, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry to all the people that are offended by that. Uh, but isn't it a
1: suspicious timing for you at all? I mean. If- Who leaves mid-season? I don't know. Have we ever seen an announcement when the season is still running of somebody saying that they're not coming back? I don't remember. It doesn't. I don't. Nothing stands out of somebody who's done that.
0: Well, I don't think there was an announcement, but I remember Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up to the reunion. Yeah, Hills that one year. I do think there was one other, but I. I, But does this mean she? She's that means she's not at the reunion, right? Or did they already?
1: I don't know because I've always assumed that you're contractually obligated, right? Which we obviously learned maybe wasn't the case, or maybe Lisa paid a fine. I don't know, but I thought you had to at least do the reunion. That was part of what you signed on for, and I don't know how you're fined or reprimanded if you don't.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that works. But I'm kind of like, it is weird, and I don't know what that means in terms of the show. It's like not that like they can edit her out at this point. So obviously, yeah. but I- I'm talking more in the sense of the the blind item that yeah. was this past week where i've talked about it on the show you guys where there was like saying a blind item saying a reality star was going to be leaving because um that it was going to be let out soon that that one of their child uh, chi- children is not adopted and was father uh, was mother uh, anyways wasn't the reality shows uh, actual uh i don't even know what i'm saying anymore
1: it was right? a product of an affair thank yeah. you that's what i'm saying
0: <laughs> god it's mondays um but, and, and a lot of people pointed to Brandy. So mm-hmm. then when we got this statement by Brandy leaving, to me, that was
1: like, oh, is this confirmation? That was what, yeah, that was definitely what was everyone was saying. But Steph immediately went on all the blogs and yes. basically replied to everyone like, this is a hundred percent not true. And anyone spreading this narrative needs to like, let her be. And so, but but some of
0: the wording with that, I mean, I hate to be Da Vinci code crap about this stuff, okay. but like some of the, some of the wording that was like, I know he is a loving father and man. And then it's like, well, you can be a loving father and man and still have a baby with somebody else, you know, like you, you know, yeah, so, I,
1: I know, I know some loving father and men who went out and yeah, had kids yeah. with yeah other
0: people, but I don't know. Like part of me was like, you're, it's like. Thou doth protest too much. Like, I mean, are, are we saying that she left the show then because of all of these horrible rumors about her? Are we saying like, and also is Steph that good of friends with uh, Brandy? I mean, with her that she would just lie for her.
1: I mean, I would. I would if I if my friend was in a situation and they were well. Okay, there's two things. If my friend was telling me that's absolutely not the case, I would stick up for them and I would repeat that no matter what. So there's also the possibility that. That is what Steph has been told. So of course, Steph is going to say, I can 100% confirm because, you know, sometimes you don't tell your friends the truth because you don't want them to be caught up in the lie should the lie ever come out. So there's that angle. Um, But I did think it was like interesting, you know, that Steph- was going to other blogs and, and replying on this just because it just seems like wouldn't you know if it's just a rumor what you know why would you be so invested in like making let it, it seems, go let yeah. it do
0: your post to brandy saying i love you best friend and she made a pp joke and like great do that but then to go on i read some of like her very impassioned all capital things all capital letter things about like this is not true no way no way and it's like wow that you're you're really almost making it more of a thing or like you're adding fuel to this fire that if this ever does get proven now you're involved as a liar Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah for sure which and i'm and and i haven't looked but i'm wondering if brandy has, you know, replied to Steph's reply, like, thank you so much. Because if she hasn't replied, then it's like, because, you know, if your friend starts backing you up and you're all like, oh, wait, hold on. Don't, don't <laughs> um, go. <laughs> hey, Steph, could you check your DMs real quick? uh <laughs> Just don't go so hard for me. I mean, I've been there. I've been there. No,
0: I mean, that is true. Like you go, you ride hard for your friends, you know, and especially if that situation is the truth, that has got to be a horrendous thing to go through. And also then to adopt that baby, you know, like, you know, obviously this family, if that did happen, went through hell. And then to throw all of us Bravo people on top of it is double hell. I mean, like, what is the course of action that you think for these things, what would you have done in this situation if, if this is true and it actually is his baby?
1: I mean, I definitely would have left then. Like, that would have been the time that I left the show. Like, there's no way I would have paraded that kid on the reality TV. Absolutely not.
0: Well, because we got to see that the baby really looks like him, you know, like.
1: Well, that was, you know, everybody, because when you say you adopt a kid, like, you know for it to come out looking exactly like all your other kids that was all everybody i think was like in that moment like wow like you got really lucky like
0: that's crazy luck yeah amazing um so i i I guess this storyline we probably you know i don't think this will get brought up in actual dallas in the episodes at all so i doubt it um but why is carrie brittingham so awful oh my god
1: (laughs) I ha- again like Dallas is like has never been like my top franchise and this season it was like really like has this woman Carrie been around this whole time and has she just been two awful? seasons this is her second season oh, and like and they're all treating her like she's like the top dog oh like she is just just not she's pretty nasty like I don't like I don't like not not a fan
0: I need my growth time. Like I need air to breathe. Like, and, and uh I mean, she tells you guys, she tells Deandra at the end of the, or uh she tells um uh Tiffany at the end of the episode, like, you know, she's going to, you know, if she wants to stay here, she's going to come and have to beg to stay here. And I'm like, who are you?
1: That was so like, just cruel. And just like, it was like the mean girl side came out. I was like, I was like sitting there mouth open uh, on the other side of the screen. Like, am I like, how, how are these people defend? Like, well, it feels like only cam is really the one like defending her and kind of like mean growing it up with her. So I don't know. Cam,
0: oh, cam's awful. I, I mean, like cam's a great character in terms of reality shows For but sure. she's, she's. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to normalize this more. And I, I don't know if you agree. Is that like, it's okay to passionately, part of the experience of watching Bravo shows in particular is really disliking slash hating someone on the show. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, it's almost necessary, I think. And I don't know if that makes me a bad person for thinking that, but I think that is part of the enjoyment is riding somebody so hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, and when we talk about Atlanta, I mean, I feel the same way about Kenya. It's like, I will talk so much about Kenya, but without her, that show wouldn't be doing the things that it's doing.
0: Okay, let's get into Atlanta a little okay. bit. Because you just said, because you're right. Because like Kenya, like even towards the end of this week's episode, you guys, she starts like, doing the detective work of like, why is it your business who had the threesome? But it's like Kenya is, I mean, I think this is genuinely who Kenya is too, but it is like, wow, you are really creating content.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you know, you watch it as, First, I'm watching it as just a girl and I'm watching it as a viewer. And as a girl, I'm like yelling at Kenya, like, don't you know Girl Code? Shut your <laughs> mouth. But then as a viewer, I'm like, yeah, you got to keep, sp- like, keep investigating because we need to get to the bottom of the, like, you know, like. Yes, like you need that. The only
0: thing I will say is like, I don't like when like Kenya's like, I'm doing this for the show. It's like, you're also, that's who you are. Yeah, like, I don't believe you're like a master like scene maker. Like, I mean, I do like, I hate when people start believing their own press you know, and they're like, Yes, I've been doing it planned all along. And it's like, no, you've been like this from the beginning. Um, but it is fascinating. Like, what, but we all know what stays in the dungeon stays in the dungeon, what happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon,
1: you know? For sure. But like, you know, if Kenya had not been here then been there, we would have all woken up the next day and they would have all been getting coffee and just smiling at each other. Like you saw how <laughs> Drew was giving like candy look oh, like I- And it was like, oh yeah, whatever state. And they were just like not going to say anything and nothing would have been said if Kenya had not been there. I mean, uh,
0: cheers to all of the ladies for participating so hard from the putting the vibrator in the panties to the sex swing, to all the positions, to really going into it with their stage names. Um, You know, all of it was so well done, but I love that they have that flip side of now possibly being sex shamed on top of it, you know?
1: I mean, I I loved the entire production value and those, okay, the vibrating panties that unlocked a memory. I remembered that I had a pair of those and I wore them on a date. Like, this is like, you know, I wore them on a date and then like gave the remote to the guy. And like, this was someone from okay cupid i am sometimes i'm so sh- ashamed of just the date my Kiki, wait wait, wait. <laughs> this is even
0: on okay cupid this isn't even on tinder this is like i even like a wait, this was on <laughs> farmers only yeah wait, wait 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 please tell me this wasn't on a first date
1: it was like I Kiki, oh i know God. i know okay.
0: And was this a surprise or was this talked about in advance?
1: No, it was a surprise. Like I, you know. Hey, what's was... up?
0: I'm Kiki. So great to see you in person. By the way, this is a remote. I want to let you know I'm wearing these panties. They vibrate. So feel free to just get to know me in any way you want to get to know me.
1: Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know.
0: Wow. I uh, I uh have issues. No, this is, this <laughs> that is incredible and honest and truthful. And I love it. That is, I mean, I now wish you would put back on the panties while you watched Atlanta last night, just in, in solidarity with the ladies. But, um, okay. Well, I don't think we can recover from that. That's, a, that's too good of a story. Did you, let me guess, let me ask this. Did you go on a second date?
1: No, who would go on a second date with a girl who showed up with vibrating panties on the first date, oh, panting please. them remote.
0: It would be great if you kept the remote though. And all of a sudden, like all the time you get a little buzz, you know, <laughs> Um, I I do I like I love it. so you guys if you don't watch Atlanta you're missing out. What I will say, if you watch this past week or even maybe the last two weeks, you know you don't have to watch all nine episodes that have like come previous. You should, but it has been like kind of in and out this season. I think a little bit in compared to other seasons, but you know this episode stands alone. I think is an iconic. I mean, really an iconic house. They they did something really special last night and if you think about it in the breadth of what Bravo has given us this week alone with New Jersey saying the C word over and over again with Jackie and Teresa. Um, we had uh, you know, below uh, the, the, you know, how many sandwiches have you made for me, which is an iconic line. And then this whole episode front to back was really great.
1: Yeah. I think that this is like, this is prime Bravo. Like this is the TV. Like we've been wanting them to give us again. Like it, it went through some weird dark moments and like, This is what they need to capture and keep giving us because, like, this is what we keep coming back for.
0: But, like, where do you go from here? Like, literally, I'm like, what is next year? They're just going to be like, everybody has a gun, just try to kill somebody. Like, (laughs) I mean, I, how do you even, I, 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 I was. I mean, this, this made me question like my freak level, you know, I was like, Oh my God, I've really got to expand my free. I got to get my freak level number higher because shit like this is going on out there. And then the next day they're all acting cool. And I'm like, you guys, like people are going down
1: on each other in front of people. And I'm like, I got to loosen the F up, you know? I will say this is probably one of very few parties in real housewives history where I've felt FOMO. Like most of the time I'm like, okay, yeah, they were clearly at some, like, this was okay. like, I wanted to be there. I wanted to have on, you know, my tightest fishnet situation. And I, even though my body does not look like that, I wouldn't have cared because we were all girls and we would have been having a great time and it would have been amazing. Um.
0: Yeah. They kept on the, uh, uh, well, so we open up the the episode. You guys, they do this kind of interesting that actually is kind of iconic. It's kind of silly, but kind of iconic where they're imitating the uh, the one of the, the interrogation scene from Basic Instinct. And uh, so, Ke- you know, Kenya opens it up, and she is like, you know, like what is a freak? Uh, you know, what does a freak hoe mean, or something, or or a definition of a freak hoe? It's like someone who will be a hoe for anyone. And there's like flashbacks of all these asses. I will say it's hysterical that. Um, you can also tell why Kenya's not a real, like you know, sought after actress. Oh, because she can't <laughs> really even sell this. She's like a free code number. Is like it's it, like it's like a good image. Like it's great yeah. for like memes and stuff like that. But like the acting in it, like you yeah. know, is is not solid acting. She's not you getting know? an
1: Emmy. Yeah, no. he
0: didn't nail it. You know, yeah. I mean, but it was it was really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and like, have you ever engaged in free code behavior? I also was like, it was chilling how they really shot Bolo from different angles. And like, he was in that, that cage outside that box. And it was like, it was like a caged animal, you know?
1: Yeah. How long do you think he was in that box? I mean, cause we know like in reality TV world, like things take a while to set up. I kept just wondering, like, how long was he in the box while they were like getting the, getting their shit together, getting dressed, all is- that
0: He's a professional. So he could have stayed in there eight hours. And I think that dude would have been ready. Like (laughs) that guy, you guys, what impressed me about him was he was like, he. Like, you know, if I did any of that stuff, like I would like start laughing at myself or I'd be like, "Ha! this is so silly. Like I could do it. I could keep a straight face for like, he was like snarling. He was like making eye contact with the ladies, you know, you know, Kenya was like, or Portia was like backing up on his dong. And he was just like, like yeah, he's like licking the visor. I mean, the licking the visor, that's, that's going to stay in my head for a long time as potentially a nightmare, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Like forever and ever. But I mean, I will say that my favorite part was when Portia ran back into the room. Cause like, you know, Kenny was like, let's get him, you know, out here some more. And then he's just immediately like, well, the camera's still filming. Like he, he knew he's like, I could, we could just, we could do more, but like, I, you know, I still have a career to do after this. Like everybody doesn't get to see the full show for free on Bravo. No. Oh, it was so fun. Cause halfway, halfway through the episode,
0: I was like, I paused it and I was like really trying to think of like, what's Bolo's quarantine COVID situation been like, you know, like, I mean, has this hurt his business? I mean, by the way, now his business will be booming. I mean, I'm sure he was also already all huge in demand. Um, but like now it's going to even be, I hate to keep saying huge and bigger, but it's, he's going to be very (laughs) sought after. And, uh, but like the fact that then the ladies all turn the cameras and it like becomes like night vision, like it's almost like a Blair witch kind of vibe, you know? And, um, I just like how professional Kennedy's like, okay, you're going to, okay, D Micas.
1: Okay. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. And then it's like,
0: let's all fuck, you know?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, and Toya was the first one. She's just like, we need to be able to do what we want to do. Like get these cameras out of here. And I was like, okay, Toya, let's, let's. She's yeah,
0: really wait, ready. do you think there was a, do you think anybody, like I feel like everybody showed up to play. Like, do you think there was any bad apples here?
1: No, I, I think everybody was down. Like everybody was just like, yeah. Even
0: like, Marlo, like even Marlo, like, I mean, she wasn't in the thick of it, but she was like, I got to give like Marlo, like just all we we always say like MVP and all that stuff. But like, it's really a shame that she does not get a peach. But even like the next day when she was like packing everybody's flasks and reading her meditation book in the morning, and I'm like, I just Marlo's like, is just a
1: very unique person? I, I, I want to totally be her friends. And it's like, cause it's funny because like in this particular trip, like the auntie term got really turned into like. The, Explain what
0: auntie means. Cause this is, I, I hate to be ignorant, but this was the yeah. first year I heard this term.
1: Well, see, this is what's so funny. So like, obviously you, when we say auntie, a lot of times referring to like, oh, like you're older, you know, you just like, you know, you're auntie, you're taking care of things. But like, for me, I also look at auntie as like, cool auntie because moms are the ones that have to be like super not cool yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas your auntie is like oh she doesn't have a kid she's got money like she's a cool auntie <laughs> so it was kind of weird how auntie <laughs> got turned around a little bit but in like reality, Marlo is the cool auntie. Like she is the one that's like, she's wearing all the cool clothes and she, but she's also packing up, you know, the flask, getting, making sure we have all of the things ready for the boat trip, you know, like. Yes.
0: And like, she was like, oh, a little bit of Hennessy for Drew. <laughs> and like, I mean, I was just like, this is so like sweet and nice of her. Um, I, You know, I guess I was just like, I love the, like, there was all this sex stuff happening, which keeps getting talked about the entire episode. And we kind of see, I mean, like people really like we're like enhancing images on this because like we kind of see a little bit through blinds. I, I mean, if you kind of you can see somebody showed us like Portia and Toya making out. Yeah. And then I guess Toya and Tanya were making out. We hear yeah. and doing stuff and like, you know, supposedly a quote, a titty fell out into somebody's <laughs> mouth. And, and and by the way, Portia does like Shamia goes like oh are you are you full-on lesbian or something And I'm like yeah I'm gonna get eaten tonight Portia says and I was just like oh shit like oh shit
1: like it's like oh shit yeah like I mean I will say I've done a lot of uh, bachelorette parties it's never it's never I don't think I've Wait, ever what do you mean what do you mean done like work them? no like i have gone. I was like what do you come up like do a tiktok (laughs) at a party and like hey i'm a famous tiktoker yeah but i've gone to a lot of bachelorette parties and i will say that i have i think i have pretty wild friends this was like i was like never this was next level i will say okay
0: that's what i also and i hate to be like once again ignorant but like this is next level right like i'm not just like this is like the norm and i'm just like the biggest pussy in the world like this is next like this is this is not your average right
1: this is next level. Like, I've never, okay. like, you know, gone down on my friends, like, with the stripper. And the, like, that's never happened at the To be
0: fair, time. we're in a pandemic, though. Like, yeah. we don't know what would happen if not. But, like, it, it just seemed like, I mean, and I, they were all drinking very heavily. And, and by the way, they all seemed to really enjoy themselves. Nobody was crying about this the next morning. I feel like we're about to see that coming up in the next episode, potentially, with Tanya, right? Maybe. Because supposedly the rumor is, and the rumor that we had all heard that got reported before any of these episodes, like what, five months ago or something. Yeah, was that Portia and Tanya were in a threesome with Bolo, the stripper, and which I love Bolo made a statement in that same week saying, like, I'm a professional and I would never do that. And he's a professional, and that's why he would make that <laughs> statement. Like yeah. Bolo definitely as a professional does probably stuff you know
1: i mean like you who's gonna be mad if you sleep with beautiful women you know beautiful people like i'm not gonna be mad at you like
0: yeah is there like a is there like a a brotherhood of male strippers where it's like you know like you will not sleep with (laughs) your clients you know
1: (laughs) yeah like get it just get it i mean yeah, I mean
0: like it it I it seemed like and I love there was like this lone shot you guys of Bolo leaving at 7.15 in the morning of him like walking down into and they all keep saying like, where did Bolo sleep I'm like there was no sleeping going on because even when the we saw it I think it was like five sixteen when we were still seeing through the blinds and he left at 716. So if there was some threesome happening that probably it was like 45 minutes towards the end. Yeah you know.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no sleep was happening. He didn't need to sleep. There was a empty, whole hell empty bedroom, as we saw from the map. <laughs> now, what is,
0: you know, Candy, We you know, is called the mistress. Uh, and they they all call her the mistress. And, you know, Candy, of course, you know, Candy-coated nights. Candy's very, you know, what is Candy's role in all of this, do you think? I mean, I know she's the ringleader. But where, you know, in terms of Candy's sexuality, I mean, it just seems like it's so broad and uh, the same, I'm just... This is where you can see that like, it, guys, we, you can be a really amazing, nice person and still be a flipping freak because Candy always cracks me up. She's always making me laugh of like, I didn't see nothing, you know, but then yeah. she, I mean, she's like a full freak.
1: Yeah, no, she reminds, well, she reminds me of me and that like, I like, and I still kind of want it. I've always wanted to be a madam of like a whorehouse. I know that's so <laughs> like, but
0: hey, if anybody out there can make that happen for <laughs> Kiki, please reach out so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com.
1: Or, like, even, like, you know, of, like, this, like, kind of, in my mind, this, like, really awesome strip club, even though I said I wasn't a strip club girl, but, like, in my mind of, like, what an awesome sort of, like, you know, exotic dance place would be. And that's what, you know, I think, to me, Madam Mistress, it's sort of, oh, they're different meanings. In this particular instance, I would have probably looked at her more of, like. A madam, because she was just sort of just like dictating what everyone was going to do versus like she wasn't making people like lick her boots or, you know, do those things.
0: That's the thing is that she was ring leading, but at the same time, I didn't get the sense because even we find out later that Candy went up to bed, uh, you know, before the threesome stuff happened. Even if she knew about it, she wouldn't talk about it, but she definitely went to bed before that happened. But it wasn't like Candy's also like, now lick me, now do this. Like it seems like she really is the voyeur potentially of like, yeah, I like to set it up make the scene happen and see what happens. But it's not like she, it doesn't seem like she's in the thick of it, you Participate. know? Participate.
1: Yeah. That's why it felt more madam to me. It's like, I yeah. want all my beautiful women dressed up and like, yes. And like get in your swing and do these things. And yes.
0: I just, I, I, think <laughs> because you guys, if you don't want Atlanta, I mean, she's had a history of like, she had sex toys. She had candy coated nights. She's done the, uh, the, the, the dungeon tour, I think with Bolo. Right.
1: Oh wait, I think I guess. Probably. Yeah, I think that
0: was um but it's you know she just has a history of all of this. Now you guys she makes all the ladies they all came dressed to play for this night and then they um they they make um they make her get dressed up for her you know this is like her big uh why am i blanking on her or name? Cynthia. They, yeah, Cynthia. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Auntie Cynthia, they make her get dressed up and they sit on the couch and they all introduce their names um you know Mistress Angel, Portia is Peach Juice, Latoya is uh, Trini Girl, uh, Drew is Lickety Split, Marlo is Diva, Shamea is v- v- Vagina Drip, or Vagina Drip, <laughs> Vagina Drip, Tanya is Die Nasty and uh i mean what would your name be did you think about it
1: um you know i, I, th- I felt like i talked about this some but it's like my name is all already so weird like i mean like kiki it just already felt yeah feels, feels just like it just like already goes yeah.
0: but i Arguably. feel like i would do
1: a better <laughs> job than like what would your name be
0: uh hey i'm ryan what's up <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bad boy of podcasting. What's going on? <laughs> what I mean? Uh, oh, may- Oh, you know what? I'd be rye no, and then I'd show my bulging package, my bolo package. Nice. Thank you.
1: I'd probably be like something like blondie or something. Like yeah. I'd be like easy, easy breezy.
0: Um, but like you know, this is all happening in front of Cynthia, and and uh, and then she cracks the mistress cracks the whip. She's like, "You're really acting very auntie-ish," and there are no aunties here and this is when the maker put on the vibrating panties and uh the category is dungeon bride realness they keep and by the way just like it's amazing like all our all of our friends are just vibrating her and <laughs> <laughs> it's like rolling right up and just yeah. I mean, it's like uh you know if you keep doing that you know things are <laughs> things possibly going to happen yeah um uh, special shout outs. I really do like when the, when Bolo does come in and dance for all the ladies It is just I think it is just such a it really is just fun to watch them have so much fun when he pulls out his baby arm, all the ladies faces are just like everybody was bonded together in that moment. I mean, I with audiences uh, at home watching as well, you know.
1: Yeah, and like how how do we get a hold of that unedited footage is what I want to know. Because like I just think it's only fair that we get to see what they see. Well, this is what I've been saying all along. If if we were all
0: willing to like say, Hey Bravo, I'll pay five dollars a month, give me unedited episodes, give it to me. Like, like let let me have unedited episodes. I want the cur I see, because I gotta watch a jersey uh of the first episode with all the bleeping cut out. So I just got to hear oh, Teresa nice. say the C word over and over again. And it took it to another level in terms of viewing where the bleeping was funny. But when you hear it, you're like, it gave it to such a gravity to it that I was like, it was like really chilling. I would pay $5, you know, like that Discovery shit has all that 90 day fiance crap that they put on there, which I still watch. But like,
1: I would do the same thing for Bravo. Yeah. Like, why haven't they like gotten hip to that? I feel like. You know how like it took McDonald's forever to realize they needed to serve breakfast like all day long, (laughs) even though we've been saying it since we were kids. Like, why did it take you so long? Okay,
0: that's the pull quote. That's the pull quote for this podcast. Why did it take? You know when McDonald's started? (laughs) You're right though. Like, well, I mean. Really quick diversion, but that's why I'm so happy that the rumor about Winterhouse, I think, is true because it's like, Bravo, thank God, get in the fucking game. You have this properties out there. Start getting a little inventive with it. Like, it's a good sign. Like, I feel like Bravo needs to start catching up, you know?
1: Yeah, I do hope with Winterhouse, if you know, that they, you know, (sighs) add some more people because I understand you have to have the crossover to, like, appeal to people, but I am also interested in finally... Getting more people because again we usually like people the first season before we start turning on them and it's like I like that initial like where they're just willing to go all out to show what they're willing to do to be on a reality show so we can choose to hate them or love them.
0: Wait, so are you saying they need more first season that we've never seen before as part of House? Okay, so you're saying don't pick all just all stars, make it like a new crew.
1: It's like I get why you have to bring in yeah a couple of crossover because we have to you know like for appeal but like let us see some new people i mean also if you're gonna do austin and craig
0: they i mean they honestly better make a deal to get madison in there and like a surprise i mean because like wouldn't you kill to see after that reunion and how hard craig went on madison to see a madison show up and just craig's face drop knowing they have to be in the same house
1: oh yeah like i definitely want a madison cameo i was surprised to see because it was like it looked like danielle was going to be on winter house and then luke but then not hannah Well, I mean, Hannah,
0: of course, does Bravo chat room still. So maybe that is, but also, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what the dynamics are. You know, if Paige is there and Hannah isn't, I do love the thought of splitting those girls up. Mm -hmm. I want to see Paige try to do, you know, try to be like, let's see Paige without Hannah and 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 vice versa. Let's see Hannah without Paige.
1: And she's single now, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah. So then it'll be interesting, with, you know, yeah, it'll be interesting.
0: Um, okay. Sorry. Back to the perversion. Yeah. Um, so all the girls like Porsche's sliding off the the couch and this is when, you know, and you just, Portia's there to have a good time at this point. She's like, goes up there and just like grinds her ass into it. And, um, you know, of course we already covered the stuff where, you know, the production leaves, all the craziness happens the next morning though, all of a sudden we get a commercial break and we get to the next morning, you know, and it's like rise and shine Kenya walks in just looking like haggard as hell. Uh, Marlo's reading her meditation book. Um, and we start, you know, and we've all done this where we start piecing together our night and the night before, and you talk to your friends and see what happened. Um, and, you know, is that we hear that there was like some lesbian action going on. Uh, you know, everybody got a piece of it, but people were like coming and going. And, um, Throughout the night, supposedly Wait, by the way, wasn't it funny when you saw the Heard the Bolo audio of the night And Bolo's like, group hug (laughs) Yeah,
1: like, what? Oh, I I could feel it When he said group hug, I actually felt it on my thigh And he said, he goes He goes, uh, as long as I have
0: a face You have a place to sit
1: I mean
0: (laughs) Hey guys, as long as I have a voice You have, uh, no, as long as As long as as you have ears, I have a voice Anyways, it's but the bolo lines were hysterical when you just got to hear the audio of it um the music that they chose for this is really to be kind of like pointed out too. like the next morning there's like this kind of like slow jam and it's like you're cold as ice i know and it's like what's well, they're waking up and i'm like like, okay, okay cool and um Cynthia says to Drew, comes into her room, says it was like WAP in the living room. Everyone was busting it wide open. That's cool. that's, a, that's a great line.
1: Yeah. And, and it was accurate because that's definitely what it felt like was happening.
0: Are you scared about Ralph's reaction to this being such a psychotic husband or what it what seemingly be is a psychotic husband?
1: And like it was, you know, we talked about this before, like in the first episode where yeah. I was triggered by Ralph because of my exes. <sighs> And watching the episode, I was getting triggered. And I don't like that feeling because if you ever are in a situation where like you feel like you can't be yourself or you're worried about what your dude is going to say to you when you get back. And I'm not even in the relationship. And I'm like, what is going to happen? Because like, he just doesn't seem like rational. Like, it seems like he'll either do something to get back at or go back to Tampa for two weeks and not, who knows? Like, it just, I was definitely concerned.
0: Well, I mean, I think all of us, if we saw, you know, that's the thing is that, and, and Drew was on watch what happens live after the episode last night. And he said, Oh, you know, I was honest with him. He was fine. You know, I told him straight up that he, you know, flipped me on a table and that got a little crazy. But other than that, I'm like the Ralph, we know just from seeing him, the little this season, I just know that's not the react, you know, like you, you just know those guys and and I know they have a relationship that we probably don't know 80% of or whatever, but the little that we do know that just would not be in his DNA to just be cool with it you know
1: even as she was saying it I was like not buying it I was like you know and I think even Andy pressed her because he was just like but like were there things that you saw you were watching that you had told him what was going down but that he was still shocked at and it was like she I just felt like I wasn't getting the full the full story I think he yeah. was pissed
0: off for sure well I mean, and I I think we get to see a little bit of that on film uh, of, or the the aftermath of all of this, which I think will be really interesting to see. Um, but yeah, the next morning, everybody, you know, there's like a boat trip, a fishing trip. Um, you know, it, this kind of just goes around of just talking like all of a sudden we get that Kenya wants to be detective and figure out what happened because she heard noises, um, you know, and she wants to know. So, you know, when the girls are a couple of girls that go on the fishing trip, she's like questioning Toya, uh, who doesn't know what exonerated means, uh, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Toya's like, no, I was on Instagram at the end of the night, so I I didn't sleep with him. So she's exonerated. Um, it's at this time that we realize that she, Kenya's not going to drop it at all.
1: No, and we knew that. I mean, come on. Yeah, we're <laughs> well. I mean, what I like though
0: is that like this is happening. The boat trip's happening. Marlo catches a shark. Catches a shark. You know, or yeah. like like Bolo comes out of the water. Like <laughs> ah, uh, catches a shark. That's cool. Everybody's having a good time. But they come back. Everybody's at the house, and of course, food isn't prepared, which is the first thing Candy asks. Like, are you telling me the host did not? Are we coming back to know food from the host again? Which was great. Um, Candy's also presenting the theory of like. No, no, that Bolo, his 24-hour dick, they were just watching porn in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, just watching porn with hey, a stripper. After a long night of stripping, I like to watch. And vibrating and panties, yeah.
1: <laughs> no big deal.
0: Um, but, you know, the the reason why Atlanta and this episode works in particular is because they have a foundation which all of this stuff, it can hold this craziness. And for me, the foundation of this episode was the Marlo, uh, Ken, uh, the, the, the rekindling of, uh, Marlo and Kenya at the end.
1: Yeah. Rekindling.
0: Oh yeah. So you, you didn't buy this at all.
1: I mean, they will get along for two seconds. They will never be friends. But wasn't it,
0: okay, well, we do get, we do get pointed out all of the things that like Marlo said to Kenya, like making fun of her pregnant and her marriage, but like, I don't know, I guess there's a the part of me that always wants to make, believe that people can make up and be friends. And, or at least it was nice where there was like a truce. And then I was like, see, we, we had all of these orgies and now we're making peace in the house. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I think after watching all the Bolo stuff, I was like, it, it touched my heart, you know?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I know you, you don't buy it. I'm you don't like- buy it at all. I love I love a truce. I love a drunken truce. I love a sober truce. I love a truce, but you know.
0: Yeah. They, they're
1: not gonna be friends.
0: Um, okay, well that's okay. Well that's well we'll see. We'll see, I guess. I mean, um, she wouldn't even let
1: her hold the baby. She was like, I can hold the baby down. She was like, mm,
0: there's levels. Wait, oh my god, isn't it crazy that the baby was fucking there?
1: I know. She was, I was like, just- she
0: was like, I went up to um, you know, check on my nanny and the baby, and I was like, What? The
1: baby's there? Like, I always feel guilty when my friends started having kids, and you know, we still would want to party, and then like the kid would be in the other room, and I'm just like, this feels bad, but I can't, we're still gonna party.
0: The kid has your vibrating remote, <laughs> you know, as a toy. Like, um <laughs> that's happened. that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I like I found it interesting, even Toya, who is Kenya's friend, was like, Oh this ain't really cool i see now what you guys are talking about with kenya getting everybody's business and like trying to really frig- figure this out because the thing is they made a commitment a pact as ladies in the dungeon that like you can be a freak and it's okay to be a freak around your friends and now all of a sudden like why the fuck
1: does kenya need to know yeah just like let us let us live let us live like you need some dick in your life clearly because you are and the she was like i thought she was so into it she was rolling around in her little red outfit earlier in the night like she, she was fully was getting,
0: participating
1: fully participating so like then all of a sudden to be like you know why because you had to go upstairs to your kid and you didn't even get to keep playing with the rest of us are you now like trying to judge us no you if you if your kid wasn't there you might have been playing with us too so stop it because <laughs> she was making out with you know toya yes. right in earlier episodes so stop playing kenya
0: so what's your prediction for the rest of the season? What do you, where do you think we go from here?
1: I think that, you know, I think it seems like maybe Toya and Kenya might have it out a little bit, but I think they'll end up actually being friends, better friends than her and Marlo. Cause I think that they get along better. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know. I mean, I think Tanya might peace out because, you know, if all of these, you know, rumors based on what's going to happen at the dinner table in this next episode, um, I think Tanya is going to get really, really pissed. And, you know, her relationship has always been such a topic, right? Because she's not married, but they've been together for, engaged for however many years. And I think she's probably insecure about that. So the last thing she needs is like, you know, rumors going around or, you know, whatever happened. Um, So she might peace out. And.
0: I definitely think she pieces out. I mean, I remember those TMZ articles where they said she was leaving after the bolo stripper thing. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but you can kind of start seeing there is a scene at the end, you guys, Tanya and uh, Portia are talking that uh, Kenya's poking around and Portia's like, I don't give a shit. Like, no, I'm not going to let her ruin my bubble. That's her miserable thing. I didn't, I know what I didn't do. So I don't even need it. She wants me to get it worked up. I'm not going to do it. And you can see Tanya's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get worked up either, but you can see she's like
1: yeah, freaked yeah. out a
0: little bit, you know,
1: which is like, and I love so much about that too, because, you know, while we know that Portia was like not with Dennis at the time and she was free to do whatever she wanted, she still has a relationship with this man, right? Like they have kids together, but she was still like, I'm doing me, you know, and she's not worried about going back home to be like, yeah. And I was with a stripper. So what, what are you going to do about it? Like, I just love that dynamic that she has. Um, because A, it means that Dennis likes her more than she likes him, which is always the <laughs> sign of a successful relationship.
0: Are, are Dennis and Portia together right now?
1: I don't think that they're together. I just okay. think, yeah, I don't think that they're, they're together, but I always feel like they're going to have like a continuous ongoing relationship in some shape, yeah, or, you know, obviously. Kid, child, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. So that, uh, as we start wrapping up Jersey, what did you think this, this week? What, what did, did you like it?
1: I mean, it was one of the most amazing premieres I've seen ever, and was so excited. Was it great? Yeah, it was. It was great, and you know, like I, everyone felt some type of way, obviously, about you know the the scene with Teresa and uh, Jackie, and when it happened, I literally, I've never been just draw on the floor for just like 10 minutes straight while watching it i mean i was like with
0: with the gia cocaine
1: line or even before <laughs> with, that with the gia cocaine line like okay. i was just like it came it just came out i was like wait what well first of all i was dying laughing because when Teresa was running around the party telling everybody that evan was doing stuff at the gym first I hear, of all i
0: hear i hear he does stuff yeah and i'm like are you
1: talking about like legs and arms i'm like what are you talking about Well, that was what was weird to me because the way she kept saying, does stuff at the gym with people, my first instinct was like, is she talking about with men? Because like, whenever I hear like gym hookup rumors, I'm always for some reason thinking like this is with men and, and she just kept repeating it in that way. And I was like, what is she getting at exactly? And so that, I didn't know if that was very, a specific reason she was doing that, um. And but in that dumb, glazed over tree way, where it's like you know, like tree,
0: like she's like never good with specificity. But in this case, it's even just we're like you know, I hear this people. We and like I just I'm like, first off, our gym's open. Like our gym's even
1: open right now. <laughs> yeah, like when when did these things happen? Like herdy yeah,
0: Hurdy did stuff at the gym. If you hear a rumor, what's your first? If you if your friend if I say Kiki, can I tell you about something I heard in the Bravo podcasting yeah. world or something? And what would what would you do?
1: Um. I, I usually start googling stuff, like just to see if anything would, else. Wouldn't, wouldn't you ask up. me questions? Wouldn't you ask me questions oh, about that? Well, of course. Of would course, just say of thanks, course. thanks, Ryan, for letting oh, yeah. me know
0: that something's going on in the Google podcast, the the Bravo podcasting world?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would just walk away, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah, you would be like, perfect. Then on, and then you have a
0: a hot TikTok where you're like, <laughs> Ryan tells me something is going on in the Bravo podcasting world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No details, but someone told me. I don't know who. I don't know. (laughs)
0: but there's definitely something going on yeah
1: yeah definitely for sure so uh but yeah i mean i i liked so much about the episode i loved seeing marge's uh new face that was like i was like up close and personal um, I loved Jennifer. Like she was actually really like, I never felt kind of, I don't know, any type of way about her, I guess, like last season. Um, but she was super cute. And I was kind of like, all right, I, I'm going to feel her this season. Um, but Jackie, just like standing up to Teresa, like I was like, okay. Well, and then the, the on the top of it, it's not just the
0: Gia Coke line, which is just, I personally think genius on a couple different levels, you know, but also the, I win. I win. That to me is like, Whoa, that to me is like you. Now there is somebody that did have a plan going into this. You know, like we talk about like, Kenya, like, do you have a plan? Like Kenya's just Kenya. Jackie had a plan. I, yeah. Jackie knew what she was going to do if Teresa didn't apologize.
1: Yeah. And I know a lot of people were like, she could have used a different analogy. She could have just said back to her, well, how did it feel when I was, You know, saying rumors about your marriage. And it's like, no, that would not have gotten through Teresa's head in any way, shape, or form. Teresa had to hear that line to understand exactly what it means when people say totally false, unsubstantiated rumors about somebody and what the fuck that means. And it was not cool. And like, I obviously am not down for the people who decided to then troll Gia afterwards. Like that's fucked up. Like those, but those people are just trolls anyway, right? Those are the people that are going to troll her. Wait, who, card. people People
0: were trolling Gia?
1: Yeah, like afterwards. People were they trolling were like, her? Yeah, and like saying like stuff on her her post about how they thought it was like true and how she did cocaine and like, oh, and like, you know, putting snowflakes on her, her post. Oh and that my sort of God, thing. that's so, so that, dumb. Yeah, so that was like fucked up and those people are trash. But also those people are the trolls that would have done that regardless. Like, you know, yeah. Um, I think that most intelligent people knew exactly what Jackie was doing. She, They knew the analogy she was making and it clearly got through to Teresa because she got the fuck up and just, you know, was like, no, but you can't just throw, you can't just say things about people's marriage because also she hit, you know, Jackie has four kids too. That's somebody's dad. You can't just say that your, are you know, their dad is out there doing things with people at the gym if that's not true either
0: well the sad thing is now gia cannot actually do cocaine at college you know like that's a part of college experience and now she's ruined for her because like now it's going to be like well gia actually did do cocaine at college you know that's true But although, I mean, we all knew what is, I mean, but the debate of, which I love us Bravo watchers where we try to make it like a kind of an adult debate of like, when, when do you think the age range of like, I'm like, fuck it, we're enjoying ourselves. Gia, by the way, like uh, my guest yesterday pointed out that Gia has a cameo. Like if you're old enough to like be making money off cameo, then, you know, also may I point out like who cares what Jackie said? Like, why don't we talk about what her parents have done to her entire life, putting her whole life on screen, going to prison, both of them having like, they've, they've done their damn best to ruin this girl. And I got to tell you, Gia seems like a damn awesome, fine young woman. Like, I mean, she seems like she has her head on somewhat straight compared to her parents. And like, that is to be champion, but I don't think this cocaine thing all of a sudden go, you know, Oh shit. Gia's is like,
1: fuck, I'm finally dealing with something that the show made me deal with, you know? Yeah. It's like people who were saying like, this could ruin her life. No, it's not. She like, she is a public figure and this is probably gave her an extra 5,000 followers. Let's be real. Like it, she's going to be fine. This is not going to ruin her. Life. I hope we
0: see her on the show this year. I hope, I mean, I hope this, I hope we get actually Gia, uh, talking about this moment with her mom, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, why not? Like, you know, like they should, but yeah, they she's 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 been through plenty of other things that could have been life ruining and she clearly got it together. She's at Rucker, she's clearly doing, you know, doing her damn thing.
0: Yeah, I was wondering like how many times Teresa like blows her up every day on FaceTime.
1: <laughs> how you doing, honey? Just visiting, you know? They have to have I'm sure they have one of those really, yeah, because they're you know, she's the oldest and it seems like she's her Teresa's best friend. I'm sure she calls her every hour, every We've hour. We've all seen
0: relationships like that. I've seen my friends have relationships with their moms like that. So I find that very interesting. But yeah, like I was just really loving this first episode. I got to tell you, like, I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm i so involved in this as, as you are, where it's like, sometimes I feel like, Okay. The ship is all running smooth. Okay. We took off. Flight is going well. Summerhouse is going great. Jersey is starting. What a great start over here. Atlanta is really finally came into its full own. Like everything to me is like running smoothly. We, you know, we had a great Southern charm reunion, I thought, which by mm-hmm. the way, did I know you had a lot of Southern charm opinions. Did you end up, what did you, what was your takeaway from the entire season?
1: Ultimately? I think that uh, Catherine, is kind of like all right are we through did we get enough out of this season did you did you did you get over okay we're moving on like i don't know if she's necessarily like quote learned her lessons but truthfully it seems that most of the cast has forgiven her and they don't really care so it's kind of like well also
0: i i even besides that i kind of feel like Catherine has not 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 worn out her welcome but i don't think the show needs her and almost at this point she slows down the show i think the show is going in a different direction i think Catherine, her story you know what i'm saying like i feel like to put Catherine now in the path of all these people i just don't feel i feel it's a little bit disingenuous at this point uh it's moving in different directions and i think let let it move you know let the show grow um we, we seem to have like a really fascinating dynamic between Craig and Madison and Austin. if they can find some way to, to keep that going, which I'm sure they will. And Leva, I really grew into, I think Leva, I'm so interested to actually find out more about Leva's story without having to, to have the burden of teaching everybody about race than America, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, if she had gotten to have the season she wanted where it was probably going to be about her bars and restaurants and like that side, then it would have been more fun. Because, right, like maybe would you love to
0: see her do her thing at the bar?
1: Yeah, it could have been like a different version of VPR, right? Like we're in like, you know, seeing this, maybe it would have off. We could have seen the staff and all of these bubbles where it seems like all of this, all of that group was hanging out all of her restaurants all the time. I mean, that's where Thomas and Catherine met, right? Like that yeah. was like, so, that's where Shep and Catherine hooked. I mean, everybody hooked up with Catherine at her bar <laughs> and her restaurants. And it just seems <laughs> like there's storylines that could have happened even just within the restaurants that could have been more exciting.
0: They should do like Bravo, like I said this for like Bravo fan fiction, where we film actors playing like Catherine and Thomas the night they met at Leva's bar, you know, and Leva, you know, the whoever's playing Leva's like, watch that guy, he's creepy, you know. <laughs> um, well, I think we covered all of the Bravo universe as we wrap up. What is going on with Kiki though? You, you guys, just to fill you in, she moved from New York to Los Angeles. I think you've been here about four or five months, right? Yeah, Our time means nothing now. What how long has it been? I don't. It's been. Like four months. Okay, four months. And how are things going? What's, what's, I know you're in between and in the middle of like trying to make a lot of things happen, but what is going on? Anything in particular we can talk about?
1: Well, I am working on a podcast that is going. Well, to- Good talking to you. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you
0: when we see you. You know, it is what it is, and uh, good luck out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but it'll it'll actually be a bit of a departure from what most people actually know me for. So I think it'll be interesting. Like I, it'll they'll get to see a different side of me that isn't just focused on reality TV um and more about like my, my personal stuff so and it'll be with my will friends.
0: the vibrating underwear be making any kind of appearance in the podcast wait can you i be could- on as a guest and control the vibrating underwear? Or could I, be-
1: <laughs> I, I threw them away i threw them away in the move no i found them when i was like packing up and i was like ah haven't had sex in a year what do i need these for <laughs>
0: You know what, I should to stand in solidarity with my, uh, my female friends and sisters. I'm going to get a pair of vibrating underwear and see what it does to me. And I'm going to wear it while I watch Atlanta. Um, okay, so you have a podcast and you'll let us know as soon as that comes out so we can promote it over here. Um, uh, but also, you started doing the TikTok stuff. You were not even doing Bravo stuff at first on there, right?
1: Yeah. And so that's another sort of project I'm working on is um, getting back into more of the social justice stuff, but like with a hint of entertainment. Um, So I'm working on. uh, There's also
0: people don't you if you don't watch it like you have one of the best looks for TV. Like, you know, it's like you just like there are people that are just like, oh. I know your face. Like, I know your hair. I know your face. I know, like, there are certain people that you see where you're just like, oh, you're TV ready, you know? Like, I think that is a huge part of why I think the TikTok works. But I think that can easily be translated to, uh, to more TV kind of related things, you know?
1: Yeah. So I, I did, I pitched my first show. I don't know. So oh we'll my God, see how did it go?
0: How did they, I, I got I remember pitching my first show. I was <laughs> shitting myself and then you realized like, oh, okay, you just have to keep doing this over, but I was sweating so hard. How did it go for you?
1: I mean, it went really well. And I, like, I only had to pitch to like a small group. And so oh. I haven't pitched to like the larger group, but you know, it went well. And hopefully, you know, Maybe it'll move fast, maybe it'll move slow, who knows, but hopefully it moves somewhere. I hate they don't
0: ever do really classes on how to pitch, you know, like everybody has a different way they pitch. And, and by the way, it's like what she's talking about is like, you know, if you're doing a TV show or any kind of project, you're going into a room of producers or de- development people and saying, here's my idea, here are examples, here's this. But everybody kind of does it a different way, but there's no like real – right way to do it. So if you're going in cold, like I remember going in cold and not knowing what the F I was doing. And it's one of those things you kind of have to figure as you go along, you know, but it is, I remember being scary as hell. And then you just realize, like, Oh, this is your, this is their job. Like they're doing this day in day out. You know, they want, they want to hear a good idea, you know? Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so yeah, pretty much just all of these things in the background that like maybe will pop off and then, you know, well, we want to do in a couple of weeks, guys, uh, we'll
0: figure out what the best thing to do, but we want to do a, a, a live or a clubhouse or something. We got to figure out what is the best. Cause are you, are you messing around? I know you're on clubhouse now as well. Have you been doing that a lot?
1: The thing is, yeah, I, I was one of like the earlier, like I was when they had like no people. I think I joined in October. No, and so wow. like, and I would literally just like,
0: flirt Nobody
1: and- nobody's into club tonight. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there were some really cool conversations and then um, but then now it's like literally like 5 million users. So like every time I go it on, it's like really so explode, it's
0: ex- really yeah. exploded. And I'm, I, uh, I got to listen to a couple things, which is fine, but it's like, you just, it's so hard to have the time to do the, the, like hop into just random conversations and, you know, but I mean, it's interesting. I'm, I'm just trying to, I, w- I wish you could record it, you know?
1: Yeah. Like that's the one thing. So, um, but yeah, so it's like clubhouse. But I do, like lo- I think I like lives. Lives are fun because- I know,
0: we should do it live. We should do it with like a, yeah. like a little bit of a drink, you know, and stuff like that. And Have they wait, figured
1: out how to do lives with groups or is it still only two people?
0: Still only two people, oh, which okay. is like BS because you figure the technology there. It, at some point, like it would be cool to then be able to like bring other people on to like interact with and ask questions and stuff like that, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe a, I, a giant Zoom chat. Or I get, oh yeah, you could do that actually.
0: I wonder if people would be down for that. Um, But yeah, it was uh, Kiki Monique, the talk of shame. It's at the talk of shame, right? On Instagram and Mm -hmm. on TikTok, it's at the talk of shame. Correct. Is there anything else we can support you with? Just loving me. Love just go love her folks. That's (laughs) all she's asking us to do. And you can't even do that. Oh, wait, uh, sorry. I I know it's Monday and you're tired. Kim and Kanye's
1: thoughts. Oh, well, I knew they were going to get divorced.
0: Yeah, of course. We all knew. But like, you have, I I talked to a lot of people over the weekend that like kind of were strangely emotional about it because I think maybe because it also, we're so tied into this in terms of pop culture, you know, that we're like, they really did love each other, you know? And, and, but it was not going to work.
1: Ultimately, I just feel bad for the kids. I don't like kids coming from broken homes. Is that bad? I don't even know if that's PC anymore. Can you say broken homes? Is that bad? Why would that be bad? I don't know. I never know what's bad anymore. (laughs) Like can, you, can broken you say from homes. really
0: expensive broken homes <laughs> from, you know, or for their broken creepy mansion homes <laughs> that kanye makes them live at yeah
1: yeah but i just i always feel you know bad when kids have to like split time between parents you know like that's not fair but uh, you know they're also luckily they have a lot of family so i think they'll be fine
0: yeah Oh gosh. Well, uh, thank you so much for doing this today. I know it's a Monday, so, uh, but we got through it and I think we got through it with amazingness. So, uh, Kiki Monique, go support her. Uh, you know where to do it, but you can find it all in my show notes as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Kiki.
1: Thank you so much. batches